welcome to St. Louis City Press and International Friendly. This is an unfortunate day, our first loss. I'm joined to talk about it by Patrick Stark. We all knew it had to happen someday. Nathan Halley. It's just a sad moment. And our man from Hanoi, Chris Hoff. Ho hum. And I am Phil Halley. I've caught some grief for not introducing myself, but uh, here I am. Let's talk about it. Let's get into the a tale of two halves. Let's talk about the first half. I thought St. Louis was doing just fine. Had a lot of opportunities, a few scary moments, but what did we think? I, f- I feel like a crazy person because I feel like we didn't play that great in the first half, but everyone seems to disagree with me. So I guess I'm a crazy person. I I mean, we we didn't give up any goals like we did in the second half, so... I guess that was better, but I don't remember us having like great opportunities. It felt like the problems that plagued us in the second half were there in the first half. In my view, I'm, I'm willing to hear alternative, alternative thoughts on what the first half looked like. As our loyal listeners know, usually we record our pregame with little to no preparation and then learn a lot in the time before the game actually occurs. This was one where I would definitely say that was the case as I learned a lot about the defensive alignment of Minnesota and how difficult that was going to be for us given our usual tactics. At some point after our last podcast, the stats were making the rounds that St. Louis and Kansas City have the two highest turnovers in the opponent's third. And all of our goals have come from those, basically. And this was a game where we had to do something different, and we just weren't quite there. A lot of those passes that we've made in previous games were just being intercepted because we haven't dealt with those numbers back before. I thought Leuven looked absolutely phenomenal in the first half. Some of that was I was watching him very closely, and he's just a very high-quality player, but he seemed to just always be in control of St. Louis's motion forward. Chris, what did you see on the TV for the first half? Uh, I thought that, and I'd like to see if the stats back me up on this when they're tracked, but I thought that we were turning them over in their own half in that first half. Uh, none of them led to goals, but I thought we were regaining possession pretty frequently, multiple times. Nothing came of it. I agree with you. Leuven looked uh, sharp. I think this is a game where having to you know you know play in the opponent's half when they're all behind the ball, his his read of the game and his his ability to to carry and maintain possession and then pick out a pass or in that one case take a shot really was highlighted. I mean, he's one of the players who can transition his game to this uh, you know sort of defensive block in front of him and actually uh, make an impact. Unfortunately, no returns, nothing to come of it today. Sort of a bummer there for sure. Kind of what you're saying is he's one of our few players that has the talent to move the ball through the midfield and, and up on their own, which is kind of what it felt like today that besides him, I wasn't feeling great about our midfield and transition. There were a lot of times where, I guess there just wasn't wasn't any outlets for our back line because they were just passing it around back to Berkey, then over and around, sometimes to the point of like getting themselves into quite a bit of trouble almost. A few lucky little 
there were some scary yeah. those got some cheers in the crowd when Berkey and then Parker you know deked it around charging strikers in front of the goal but those were scary moments yeah they were fun to watch but stressful and sure and again it was just there was it it felt like there was no way to get from our back line through um like like I think is everyone is saying that I'm I'm reading Minnesota did a great job of dropping a bunch of people back behind the ball. We kept trying to force passes into places that it just wasn't working. We had I'd love to see the stats on our turnovers because it felt like we were just turning over in the midfield constantly. We'll get into the play of our our forwards later, I'm I'm sure, but Leuven looked good. He was playing in kind of an odd position it seemed, almost like a defensive midfielder on the left flank. He definitely seemed to have fallen back. Yeah, the whole game. But it was working for him. I think clearly our most talented ball player uh, in terms of like finesse on the ball, which was just really lacking tonight. Any sort of first touch or or quality in close with the ball was just not there for our team. I thought Parker and Hebert looked decent. There were some strong defensive moments. Okay, yeah, Parker, especially in the first half, there were a couple of runs and and things he did where he he hustled and probably saved a goal or or two potentially with, with just his work on the ball. He, he really, I thought played well, probably would have been my man of the match if I had to choose someone from St. Louis. All right. Well, we've been avoiding and Hebert it. Also, Hebert also saved one goal, maybe two, but I think this is what Phil was about to get into. All right. Well, we've been avoiding it, but we need to talk about the second half of the game as well. Let's talk about the penalty that was and the penalty that wasn't. Hebert, Patrick, you're referring to the late tackle there leading to a penalty. What did we think? I haven't gotten a great look at the replay yet, but it was probably fair. And listening to some some of the coverage on the way home, sounds like maybe we even dodged a, a penalty of just a few minutes before that, according to the Apple announcers. So probably not a great challenge and a necessary challenge when you don't want to see happen. Yeah, it was foolish. Uh, I didn't think he needed to leave his feet in that instance. And it's made all the worse by the fact that the danger had all really, already really passed when he, he did go to ground. That being said, I've watched the replay four or five, six times. And in slow motion, I see the slightest possible brush of uh, foot on leg as uh, the Minnesota striker clearly knew that he was in a position to win a penalty and decided that's that, that that's exactly what he was going to do. I don't think it was in any way obstructive to his run. And I really, I like, I don't, I barely see any contact if any, and, and yet it's, it's always going to go that way. That call's always going to be made. So you just got to have the presence of mind and the discipline not to put yourself in that bad position. I, I've watched the, the replay a bunch. It, it's hard to say, but they're, they're going to call that. I mean, I think it went to VAR, and so they're not going to overturn that, come flying in like that from behind. When that led to the penalty goal, no chance really there for Berkey. He, you know, he made his attempt. It's a good kick. He was fine. On the other end, what do we think about the kick I don't want to color anyone's opinion here. The the kick that connected with Klaus's face, that's maybe too strong. Well, let's call it what it was. He got kneed in the face in the box 
uh, with a high foot. I mean, that's my stance on it. That's what I think the replay shows. And reading the rule of, you know, high foot fouls, anything above, around or above the waist, the opponent's waist. And obviously Klaus's waist is quite high because he's a big guy. He was doing his best to drop it down there. But I think he, that's his prerogative. He's trying to head the ball, clearly. Penalty for me. Patrick. I would agree. He did He did obviously lower his head, but it wasn't excessively so. And it uh, definitely seemed to make contact at or above the waist. I, I would also agree that that was a penalty. Nathan, anything to add there? I haven't seen the replay yet. My... Seeing it in the stadium live was, oh, he got kicked in the face from the box. That should have been a penalty. So I'd I'd probably say, yeah, should have been a should have been a penalty. I I don't necessarily want to be one of the people that say the ref cost us the game. I think there was there were some inconsistencies even on on fouls that were called or or corners or out of bounds that seemed like perhaps were not the right calls, but yeah, I, I, I don't want to say that the ref cost us the game. I hate being one of those types of people. And I think MLS is notorious for inconsistent refing. Heck, I mean, the World Cup is notorious for inconsistent refing. The Premier League is notorious for inconsistent refing. I think it's just the nature of the game. Outside of those two moments in the second half, not much from St. Louis. We did have a couple, a couple good opportunities at the very end in stoppage time. Wait, stoppage time? Is that the, is that the term? That's yeah. it, too. <laughs> I, I think you got to convert those. Adenarin probably should have converted his. Klaus should have converted his. They were pretty good opportunities. So it was good to see him fight back. You know, it was it was definitely exciting in the in the stadium. Disappointed they couldn't they couldn't convert any of those. Yeah, you you got to feel a little bit for for Adenarin. Uh, he did all the work to you know, shield the ball from the defender who was on his back and he made the turn and he got good contact. And I thought it was headed to the, you know, into the top netting, but just couldn't quite keep it low enough. Really want to see him score rooting for him. Just not today. He did. He did a really nice job there. He would have been nice for him to get rewarded with a goal. I thought Klaus did not play super well today. The consensus seems to be from the people I've talked to that he was getting marked really hard by Minnesota. If you're going to be in conversations for MVP of the league, which some people were writing about this week, I think you got to find a way to break through that. Or if you've got three people on you, that means that there are two guys on your team that should be unmarked and you got to make take better advantage of those. But overall, I just thought he had not a great game. Passes to nowhere, weird little flicks, um, seemed like a lack of hustle. I don't know. I I like him. I think he's great. This was not his night. Yeah, I would agree. Not his night. Um, you know, those those cute little passes are amazing when they connect. And if you have a whole night where none of them connect, it doesn't look great. I, as a spectator, one of the things I've loved watching about these games is up to this game, it feels like, just as watching it, it feels like we outnumber the other team. We're always we've always got multiple guys on the ball with the the way our alignments and tactics have matched up against the previous teams. It you know definitely has worked to our advantage. This was the first game where I didn't feel that way, where it seemed like every time we were making a pass, there were two one on the receiver, one in the passing lane. 
and we just weren't able to connect on those passes just off by a foot here, a foot there, but they just added up over time and uh, just really interfered with our ability to get things going in the, in the midfield. Playing off of that, I thought that our, our press wasn't working super great at times. We'd, we'd have two or three people on the Minnesota player with the ball and they'd find a way to kind of break free and pass out and, and then sort of get a get an advantage from that because we've overcommitted. So it, it felt like at times we weren't pressing much. And then when we were pressing, it wasn't working. Minnesota was doing a good job of kind of breaking it on us. To what degree do we think that the Minnesota style versus the St. Louis style has been in the midweek uh, pregame talk? There was a lot of talk about these low possession teams and what that looks like when they go up against each other. Do we think that played out how we thought it would? Well, uh, to a certain extent, it played out how we, we might have expected it to. And look, the only goal, the the winning goal, was a dubious penalty. Uh, neither team – Minnesota had one shot on target. And, I mean, that's pretty telling. We're not losing here today to a team that, you know, did everything right. We uh, – I think the, the result is unlucky and uh, – they're a sturdy team in the back and, and we don't have a lot of experience yet. Our young team with breaking down opponents who are going to sit back and sitting back is like Minnesota are set up to do is, is how uh, you beat a, a juggernaut team with a lot of momentum. That's how, you know, the Burnleys of the world will beat the, the man cities of the world uh, once in a blue moon. They'll just, they'll sit back and they'll absorb the pressure and then they'll get lucky on a counter or, with a penalty or a set piece or something, almost um, play. For, which is not to take, not to say we played well. Uh, I don't think we we really realized our full potential, and I think there's more to talk about there. Why we didn't quite get the the smoothness and the passing, w- what connections weren't coming off. Uh, I think maybe something to look at would be how to get. Uh, I, I, honestly, I think we missed Alm quite a bit because um, he's been. Obviously, a starter for five of our, or, or sorry, he's been on the pitch for five of our games, and this is the first one he's missed. So, well, let's talk about some of the individual players. We were we were definitely missing Alm. We've talked about Klaus. We've talked about Leuven. Uh, we saw Bloom for the first time, uh, subbed in towards the end. Maybe didn't have a full game in him. I don't know that there was anything remarkable there. Any other players? He made that stood nice. Out? He made a nice player too in the defensive midfield but i think he's probably still working on his getting his health back i did like a denneran's work rate i'd i'd like to see him play more i thought um watts and jackson brought some excitement at the end but not necessarily maybe a lot of skill i'm on record saying that stroud is going to be our first player to get a straight red card and i think he was on his way to that tonight obviously not not a red card but i think he takes silly retaliatory chances he had a bad touch in our penalty box that led to a dangerous opportunity um he's not bad i wish he wouldn't let things get to him and take those silly fouls i like him i think we're kind of a shithousery team at times and he fits into that thought he had some nice moves up the pitch thought his yellow card was a little weak to be honest but um, i think i'm I think I'm in the minority here of of liking him. I think Stroud and Klaus both 
this is soccer. They both try to draw fouls a lot. Klaus gets away with it more because he also converts to a degree that, you know, Stroud just isn't in that position. Any other players worth talking about? I just, again, I thought our midfield outside of Leuven was unimpressive and boring. Part of the problem. I think back to what Chris was saying, it probably was unlucky to lose one nothing. I think a zero zero draw probably actually was the fair result for this match. Which or is a one one makes- draw with you know, both <coughs> penalties given. That seems like it would have been a perfectly viable sort of way for the ref to to go. Didn't do that, but yeah. A a, a low scoring draw, I think, was was fair. Makes me look like an idiot. Uh, because I think I was on record of saying we were going to get a lot of chances uh, because it seemed like Colorado was. So I guess that's the problem with watching just the highlights. I'm not smart enough yet on understanding why it seemed like our passes weren't working. Like if Minnesota is just a level above in terms of quality, some of the other teams that we've played or or they they figured out something or we just had an off night. I mean, that that happens. I, I don't know where the sloppiness came from. I think some of it was this was the first time we had seen something like that and we were not great at setting the pace and and being the team in control. That's not our style. I mean, style is to kind of be the opposite of that. So it'll be interesting to see going forward if other teams play that style or if they stick to their their own styles because not everyone is necessarily built to play the, all right, we're just going to keep 10 men behind the ball and lay back and and counter so I'll, I'll be definitely curious to see how the next few weeks go in terms of one, how do we respond? And two, how do other teams respond now seeing a way that potentially is, is tricky for us to deal with? I do think we weren't playing our game for most of tonight. Uh, this is, I'm pretty sure this is the first time we've ever had the majority of possession in a game. Could be off on that, but I'm pretty sure this yep. is it. So 55-45. And looking at the stats out, 477 passes, that's, I feel like, a pretty high number for us. Our passing accuracy, 78. We actually had a higher passing accuracy than Minnesota, which is, I don't know, interesting. But I do feel like we weren't playing our normal game, and that affected us. And I do think that this is going to be a, a team that's resilient, if nothing else. So I'm excited to see, and I hope they are, because uh, they're in for a doozy next week against Seattle in Seattle. So I'm optimistic that they can use this as motivation now. That will be a challenging match. Probably the best team that we will have seen for the season in Seattle. Is that right? Was there any word on Alm's status? Do we know why he was out today? It was a knee injury he picked up towards the end of the last game that he hasn't quite recovered from, I believe I heard. Well, hopefully we bring a healthy lineup to the game against the Sounders. Any final thoughts before we sign off? Well, do we want like do we want to say anything about uh, Joachini and his performance? I feel like we haven't talked about him at all. He started. He's been successful for us. He also was pulled at sixty minutes after not having an expected, having zero point zero zero expected goals in his performance in those sixty minutes. So. Well, and I thought some sloppy touches, I was happy to see him get subbed out. Yeah, I didn't think he had a great night. I wonder if the thinking was bring on a Denneran who's a bigger dude, more of a physical presence, and try and 
pound through that back line a little bit. And I do think that uh, Joachini was getting a little beat up out there at times. He, was. he seemed to be getting fouled a lot. You know that takes that takes a toll on you. I thought he had some uh, some good ideas that just didn't quite connect on a few of them. But yeah, he took he took quite a few quite a few hits out there that looked fairly significant. Yeah, I mean, there's there's just something to be said for the density of players in like in the opponent's half this game in the Minnesota half when we're attacking. There's just more bodies to get around. Usually we're doing this in transition with teams that aren't quite so disciplined or defense first minded. And there's just more space in the, the channels and just more room to work with. And I think we were a little bit crunched today for that smooth sort of back heel, one touch stuff that Klaus and Joaquini have had success with in recent games. I do think uh, Fragapan should have been sent off after his second bad foul and the ref missed an opportunity to be a good referee there. Uh, that's my final thought. Nathan, anything to close this out with? Pork steak sandwich was good tonight, uh, but maybe a, a B plus as opposed to an A plus as it normally was. What did we think of the Union Loafers pretzel? I didn't have any of that. No, I thought it was decent. thought it was decent. But stadium was... Was a sellout again. Great, great energy. I, to my amazing surprise, I actually enjoy the drums and the chants. Maybe because we're a little further away, I think it provides a nice, nice little vibe in the background. We all knew that there was going to be a loss. I think we were, we were hoping maybe we could get to six and zero, oh, but I, I really want to see how we bounce back. It's tough that we have to bounce back against Seattle in Seattle. That's going to be a tough game. But then again, if we can. If we can come out and have a strong performance there, I think that's really going to tell us a lot about about the team going forward. Um, I am also formally putting the Wednesday minute on hold because I fear that it has, in fact, caused caused problems. So we're gonna we're gonna wait on that for a while. Well, Helen thought her not going to the game was the the jinx for this game, so we'll have to see. We changed, we changed too much. Sarah was also not there. So. Oh, good point. We did get a wave from Lutz in the beginning. Maybe highlight of the game. Definitely highlight of the game. Maybe, maybe you distracted him. What level of interaction during the game do we think Lutz has? Do, we th- do you think he lets Mr. Carnell kind of do as he pleases? I assume he's psychically controlling all the players and coaches on our team at any given moment. It's FIFAing it. I am planning on starting his book maybe tomorrow. Oh, okay, we'll have a book club segment in the the preview podcast this week. Looking forward to it. Well, that actually then puts pressure on me to actually might read it. We'll see what happens. Stay tuned to find out. Does he <laughs> read the book? <laughs> Tune in next time, listeners, for St. Louis City Press and International Friendly. Thanks for listening. Have a good night, guys.